Hi, this is Marian Samuel from the Caribbean Radio Lighthouse in Antigua. Every Wednesday at 12.30 p.m., we interview a guest about real-life issues from the Caribbean. Welcome to Lighthouse Conversations, a time to explore the issues surrounding your everyday existence, your family, your community, your environment, your health and safety habits, your lifestyle, both physically and spiritually, will all be discussed here on Lighthouse Conversations. Let's get started and see just what we can learn to better your life. I am Marian Samuel, your host. Welcome back to part two of this episode of Lighthouse Conversation as we continue to speak to some of our pastors from the Independent Baptist Churches here in Antigua on their reaction to COVID-19 and the effects it had on their ministries. What are you doing? I think you made mention of it, but what are you doing to keep the Word of God fresh in the minds of the members? As I said, I've been praying with them. Literally, sometimes you spend like two hours praying with individuals. I do choose scriptures and give them Mm -hmm. and let them tell them, read through this. You you know what I mean? And scriptures that would be appropriate for in such a time like this. Knowing that God is working. You know what I mean? So that's that's what I do. Okay, you can go right ahead, Pastor Martin. Well, you know, um, try to do a recording so that we can keep up with our um, radio program because we do have a radio program not only on Lighthouse but on Harbor Light uh, in in Caracol. So we were trying to make sure that we have um, new programs or fresh programs for that. But since uh, we could meet at the church um, and my family of six, we decided that we'll have church in our house. So we started to do some recording both um, for the radio program and then for our YouTube channel, which is um, uh, Maranatha NBC, Hyphenate Antigua. Pastor Dave, what are you doing to keep the Word of God fresh in the minds of the members? Now that is a challenge because we are in a time when, you know, everyone is bombarded with so many different voices. Personally, I've, you know, been listening to the concerns, the questions, the queries of of individuals, especially of members, in reference to uh, Bible prophecy and, uh, of course, you know, the the coming of the Antichrist. Many people are concerned about that. Uh, What does that have to do with, you know, a vaccine that may may become in effect and uh, some are saying maybe mandatory, you know, so to keep keep the Word of God fresh in the lives and hearts of many. I've just been basically seeking the Holy Spirit, listening to the concerns of of the members, and sought to share the Word based on, you know, uh, what the Holy Spirit says to me, and of course, uh, sought to address address matters, you know, that are near and dear to people's hearts um, at this time. So that, that I would say, would be the way that I sought to keep it fresh, you know, in the the hearts and lives of of our members. That's good. Okay, and... uh for you, Pastor Bowens. Well, um, I think a few Wednesday night I did um, just an outline of a, a Bible study and um, um, placed it on the WhatsApp group so that the folks maybe in their quiet time, uh, if they plan to have their family devotion, they could have used that in order to really look about the Word of God. But I think one of the greatest things is that we have been sharing the Word of God with each other, um, maybe a couple of verses 
on a daily basis uh, just say something of a great encouragement. Okay, monthly commitments. Is not meeting together affecting the financial obligation of the ministry? Well, I can honestly say um, yes, because um, we have not really um, meet and, you know, normally we normally take up all the Tyson offering on Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesday night and two because we have not been meeting, right? I, it's really affect the ministry in that sense, but I know God is good and he will provide in um, meeting the needs, different needs of the ministry. One of the good things I'm I see in this is that folks have been asking as to how they can contribute towards the, um, the ministry, even though we don't um, meet on a regular basis. But I think where my heart is that, you know, in these hard times, I believe the folks should be, you know, looking after themselves and trying to help what, whosoever they can in this area. And I know the Lord will take care of his work. How about your congregation, Pastor Burley? Not really. For now, we, we are not strapped. In a way, you know, at, at least not for now. We're not. Not that we have money. As long as the church has money, the church has a right to help those who are in need in the in the congregation. The church is there to help the vulnerable. Look at the amount of people who are out of a job. Yeah. I cannot feel good, and I'm not boasting. Don't forbid. I would not feel good if one of my members go to sleep without a, a meal. And I know it must not happen. It should not happen. You know, and there are times that people don't ask, they might, as a pastor, you know, I, I must put in my two cents and ask, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not only they should ask, but I should ask, eh? And of course, when we open, I believe that they are those who are saving their tithes and offering. If not, God is their judge. And I won't judge that, you know what I'm saying? Right. I, my, my, my call, God is the judge. Pastor Dave? Yes, it has. Um, God has been faithful, though, in that uh, members have those who are able to to give their tithes and offerings. Um, and many of them have called and have still maintained that. And so we've, we've figured out a way for that to be dealt with. And so we do thank God for the faithful members who are still in a position, you know, to give and to be faithful in that respect. Um, but I, I must say, though, that yes, the um, church has been affected in a the ministry has been affected in a in a very great way. Um, of course, as mentioned earlier, we do have the school ministry, and uh, so a lot a lot of the income you know I mean income has been cut by a great degree, and so it has been extremely challenging for us to maintain uh, the ministry, um, our staff members. Uh, thank God, up to now, God has been good to us. But to answer your question, it has been very, very challenging. And so we have been really adversely affected, as many other ministries as well. And, you know, as, as we go forward, it's it's only by the grace of God, you know, as, as we look to the future, to, you know, how everyone, including this ministry, will catch up, you know, from this position. But we do believe that, you know, God will make a way. And um, we are doing all we can, you know, to keep things going. But it has been definitely very challenging and there's there's been great effect financially on our ministry. Is not meeting together affecting the financial obligation of the ministry? Pastor Martin? Tremendously. Um, uh, Some people are conscious of their commitment to the Lord, first and foremost, and their responsibility to honor the Lord with their tithes and offerings. Some people are conscious of that, and they will um, try to make an effort to get in touch with the treasurer, or even call me, myself. In reality, this is having a tremendous impact. And if this thing continues for long, next two months, 
also um, I'm sure that whatever resources that we have as I said we were in a building program will be dried up we might not be able even to meet our basic responsibility okay now um, for a member out there and is listening and they say if my church hasn't been meeting in person do I still need to give my tithes and offerings what would you tell them I would say yes if you have the Lord's money you should give it because we believe the tithe is the Lord so um, the answer to that would be yes um, but we do realize that there are people in a situation where they have lost jobs and have no income and so obviously that that is a different situation but not everyone has lost their job not everyone is in a position um, to not give and so once once the Lord has has blessed us we believe you know once the Lord has blessed us that we should we should give so my answer to anyone who asks uh, who is in a position to do so should continue to be faithful to the Lord because we do believe when we are all faithful to the Lord, and this is in reference to all of us, you know, uh, when we are faithful to the Lord, that the Lord will indeed see us through. So we believe that individuals should continue to maintain their faithfulness even even in trying times. Of course, we all have our responsibilities to our families, which which we believe that, um, you know, the Lord will assist us in taking care of those responsibilities also. But it is very important that we honor the Lord um, in all things, and not just in this area, but in all things. And if we do that, um, certainly he will, he will see us through. Well, you see, that, that's a very interesting question, because that person will have to ask himself or herself, am I giving it to the church itself or to the Lord? Am I responsible to obey the Lord, even with my financial commitments and my fellowship? The Bible clearly tells us that we have to honor the Lord with our substance, the first fruit. If you are a serious Christian, if you're committed, if you love the Lord, there are some basic things that you should do as a Christian. First of all, you should always make sure you spend time with the Lord in your own personal quiet time, praying, reading the Bible, and so on. Secondly, you should always realize that you have a responsibility that the Lord does depend on His people to support His work. And um, if you're part of a church, that's why each believer should be a member of a church. You are committed. As a church, we shouldn't look to the world to finance our responsibilities, our commitment. We expect God's people to do that. So I would say to that believer, you should put the Lord first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Do whatever God asks you to do. And giving is one of them. And he will take care of the rest. And he should always be first, even in our giving. Well, I personally will say to the individual, if, if you're in a position that if you can, you should. I will advise them to, you know, maybe call the pastor or call the treasurer and make a donation towards the ministry. But if there is, um, you know, way that, you know, as I said, you, you might not be working and um, maybe somebody might come and give you a gift as an, um, a financial gift or anything. And, you know, it's helped to meet the needs of the family. I believe that you should go ahead and take care of your family. And if you can help maybe a neighbor or two, you know, might, you might know somebody who might not be working even at this time um, that might have been laid off and you can contribute towards that family. I will encourage them to use the money in that case to help um, their family and also to see how they can help somebody. Else. But if they can make a donation towards the church, I will not discourage them to do that. But I believe in this time, I really, truly um, believe that the Lord will understand if we try to meet the needs of, you know, others and also support our family. 
Okay, Pastor Lee, as you see how times are changing in the world, what is the Holy Spirit revealing to you on your effectiveness to uh, members and the urgency in sharing the gospel? Oh, boy. I tell you, Sister Marian, that's a powerful question. It's a question that all of us should have on our mind because this is a, this is a chapter that I gave to my people. First Thessalonians chapter 5. And let me read from verses 1. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord cometh as a thief, like the, uh, you know, the, the COVID-19, hmm. like a thief in the night. It seems like that coming the day, like a thief in the night. For when they shall see peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child. And they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that the day should overtake you as a thief. God is speaking. It behooves us to be redeeming the time, to buy up the time, because the days are evil that Christ is coming soon. You know, in, in Matthew chapter 24, when the Bible talks about there will be uh, pestilence, it's actually sickness and, you know, and plagues. And so here we have, in the middle of one that is like an assassin, but those of us who are saved, we know if we should be taken, the Bible says precious in the eyes of the Lord are the death of his saints. But if God would take us in this pandemic, we know we're ready, those of us who are saved. You understand? Mm -hmm. And so I believe we should be carrying out the Great Commission. And I believe out of this, a lot of infidels and atheists, I believe they get saved. I, I believe that. Because God didn't just make this happen that, you know, it just happened and... No, no, no. It is God who's working. You know, David, uh, not David, but Joseph said what? To his brethren, God, you meant it for evil. The devil meant it for evil, but God, he's working it out for good mm -hmm. for his people and for those who have not been, uh, have, have not come to him as saviors yet. Mm -hmm. um, well, in terms of the members, I, I, I think one of the things that um, the Holy Spirit has really been revealing to me is that we need to create a greater love for the Lord. Right, because you know um, this thing just happened just like that, and you know I believe that you know the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ can happen at any time, right? And just like how we wanna prepare for this pandemic, um, in in many ways, I am wondering, you know, are we really preparing for the second coming of our Lord and Jesus, Savior Jesus Christ, right? And I think one of the things that as as members of um, the, the body of Christ that we need to do coming out of this is have a greater love for the Lord Jesus Christ. And in terms of sharing the gospel, man, I believe that we should really do our endeavor best to let people know that sake of this thing just happened, so, we, so the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ can really happen, and people need to be prepared. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I've been thinking about this. I believe the stage is being set. There's no doubt that things, sometimes we fail to see how God works things out. I... I've been trying to do a study about who is in control, and I'm just looking at how God works, how things, hundreds of years, God already said this, this is how he's going to do certain things, but he never tells us exactly the detail, but when, because we are on hindsight, we can look back, we can see how God orchestrated all the events to bring about exactly what he wanted, and we know that, the Bible clearly tells us, the rapture is going to take place. After the rapture, we know that the great tribulation is going to take place. And in Matthew chapter 24, um, they ask Jesus what will be the sign of his coming and the end of the world. And Jesus clearly says, you know, um, there are some things that will be happening. And 
the end is not yet. Mm -hmm. So I just believe what has been happening. This is the first time that the world, the entire world, has come to an halt, a stop. And uh, I, I believe things are being put in place. Maybe the, the new world order might change. So I challenge our people. We met uh, through Zoom, and we were talking about how we... Um, this this thing affects us and what are some of the concerns of the folks and they were just sharing their testimony so I think things are being put in place even though we don't see how but God is working behind the scene the unseen hand of God is just putting everything in place mm -hmm. and I encourage your people right we need to do right now is to live right and the bare fact that all these things are happening and things seem to be falling in line or the rapture is closer than we least expected. One of the things that I'm doing at the present time is going through on our Wednesday evening Bible studies is, um, is dealing with a matter of things to come. And uh, while doing that, the Holy Spirit has really ministered to me in reference to that, that whole study. And one of the, the greatest things he's been saying to me is in terms of, you know, our response, our spiritual response. I, you know, we've been so accustomed in the Western world, in the developing world, to, to things how, as they have always been. I mean, we really don't know what, what persecution is. We really don't know what hard times, you know. We say we have hard times, but we really don't know the meaning of that, um, you know, on, until this has come up and then people are realizing, hey, you know, this, this is an unprecedented time. And uh, the thing is, the, the Holy Spirit has really been witnessing to my own heart and, and life that things must change. Christians need to be different. Um, I just not too long got through dealing with the Laodicean church in how they thought they were and what God's commentary of them, you know, the actual commentary of them, they were wretched and poor and blind and naked. And so, you know, we ought to wake up, we ought to realize that, you know, there, there's much lack in terms of, on our part, of faithfulness or witnessing to others. And, and we have to be different. We must be different. We can't continue the same like we've always been. Or, you know, God will hold us, definitely hold us accountable. So, you know, it, it has just awakened us to realize that we've got to be different. You know, I've done some study on the 1918 pandemic, uh, the Spanish flu, and how many lives were lost. But you see, most people don't even, you know, think about that. Don't read too much about it because, you know, it wasn't in our lifetime. And even though so many more lives were lost at that time, yet we're in 2020 and people live their lives so as if, you know, every, nothing can happen. You know, everything is going to continue the way it has always been. So really the Holy Spirit has been really, you know, encouraging me in terms of, you know, awakening us, shaking us up to realize, look, we've got to be different. The world is not the same. Christ is, is coming back. And we have to realize that just as the Word of God says, it will happen. And these are things that really only uh, remind us that Bible prophecy will be fulfilled. I don't believe this in itself, um, the COVID-19 in itself, is a sign that, well, Jesus is coming tomorrow necessarily. We believe in his imminent return. He can come at any time. But this is one of, uh, one of the things that the Holy Spirit is using to awaken us and to shake us out of our comfort zones to realize that we, we have to stop just going through the motions and, and really be the kind of people that God wants us to be and affect our world in evangelizing our world and touching them for the cause of Christ. Mm, amen. How do we keep from being overwhelmed with fear and anxiety during these trying times? Well, it goes back to, to trust. There are, some time ago, I, I 
did a series of sermons coping in a confused world. Well, that was one sermon from the book of Jude, but I did a series in the book of Jude. But how do we cope in a confused world? And in this case, you know, in a hurting world. And it goes back to what, you know, we preach, we sing, we say it all the time, but we really never live it. You know, we talk about trust in God, faith in God, you know, dependence on His Word and the power of His Holy Spirit. But we really have never lived it like we have to live it now. So I would say, you know, for the first time, you know, we are really understanding the, the, the thing of trusting God, placing it in His hands and realizing that He is in control. God has not, is one of the things I constantly say, God has not lost control of this world. He is still in control, you know, and so things are not out of control as many people think they are. I mean, God is sovereign and He knows exactly what He's doing. And so this did not take him by surprise. And for that reason, you know, we, we have to trust him. One of the songs that, you know, have stuck in my mind since this has come up, and it's an old song that we have sung so many times, This Is My Father's World. You know, but we sing that, but, you know, we, we're really not thinking too much about the words. You know, though the wrong be also strong, God is the ruler yet. And, and God is still the ruler. He's still in control. He's never lost control. And you know, we're told in the Word of God in Colossians that, you know, he, He's not only creator, but sustainer. Everything, you know, by Him all things consist. Everything is held together by God. And so He is still in control, and we have to trust that. We have to trust Him, place our lives in His hands, and realize that He knows what He's doing. And whatever He chooses to do through this, we pray that the wicked will be awakened to righteousness, and Christians will be, you know, awakened to a deeper relationship um, with the Lord through, through all of this. I believe one of the things that, well, for me personally, what I try to do, I try to stay away from the news, right? In in a sense that you keep, if you keep hearing about this amount of people dying and this amount of people being um, affected, uh, infected by the disease, you know, it can be really overwhelming. But I believe the greatest thing that we can do is knowing that we serve a God who is still in control, right? So what are the things that I, I, I believe that us as God people should really do in this time? is to really pray a lot, a whole lot, and trust God that He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we are searching. So I believe one of the greatest things that can happen to keep us from really, really um, have, have it, feeling the full effect of this um, whole pandemic is to really um, have a closer relationship with God and in that um, be praying a lot. Mm-hmm. Pastor Martin, how do we keep from being overwhelmed with fear and anxiety during these trying times? I think that's a very good question because, you know, a lot of people, um, some people will lose their job. Some people are already in banks and paying loans and car payment and other things. And um, some people have children in college and university, believers I'm talking about. And yet you're wondering... How, how, how are things going to play out? I think for us as Christians, we need to realize that God knows what he's doing. We may not understand what he's doing. We have the examples of J- uh, Joseph himself. God gave him a dream. Brother them didn't believe him. Maybe he was a little cocky. And they said, we're going to see what will become of your dream. And they sold him. But God had it all planned out, which only God knew. And God took care of his people, even if they didn't know you choose sending Joseph to Egypt. 
So we don't know how God is going to do it. But the key factor for us as believers is to trust in the Lord. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your understanding. In all your ways, I'm saying all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct you. God does not give us a, give us a spirit of fear, the power and of love and of a sound mind. So we don't need to allow what is happening to mess up our mind. We just need to stay focused and say, God, I don't know how you're going to work this out. I'm trusting you. I'm depending on you. And that's all I will have to I have so much more I could say, but I, I would just say those things. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just as Jehoshaphat said, Lord, our eyes are upon thee, we need to look to the hills. When the psalmist says, what, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. Notice from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Because fear is real. Mm-hmm. And hey, listen to me. You don't want to see uh, one of your loved ones there gasping for breath and on this a ventilator. And it's just, and you can't help you. you, you, you you're stricken with fear. But then the, 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 the things that God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Because we're going to die sometime. And the Bible also said, and fear not them who are able to kill the body, the corona. You know, but fear him who's able to destroy both soul and body. So we can depend upon the word of God. Because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. Yes, we must have some, we're going to have, as human beings, we're going to have some sort of fear in us. You understand? But, hey, to continue to fear. Because if we continue to be fearful, we're not going to exercise faith. Mm-hmm. We have to exercise faith in God's promises. That he'll never leave us, nor forsake us. And in the middle of the crisis and we must realize that our God is still there it is still God who is in control of the whole situation uh, what message do you want to broadcast to, to the general public at this time well um, in terms of the Christians um, I will say to them it's, it's time for us to be closer John to God right he said John I to me and I will John I to you right and I believe in this in this time we should really see that we are living in the end time. And one of our greatest need right now is to have that closer relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And for those who don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior, my message will be to them, trust Jesus Christ before time change to eternity. Now, the Bible says, behold, now is the act of the time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Tomorrow is not promised to any one of us. So I will encourage people that the best thing that to do right now is to seek Jesus and to turn their life over to Him. Amen. Prepare to meet your God. We need to prepare to meet our God. At the end of the day, we must face it. We are so sophisticated, right? And still, they're jostling to find a cure. And the cure, if it comes, it will come when God wants it to come or if He removes it. But there are going to be diseases that come again. You understand? Mm -hmm. Amos chapter 4. It was judgment, prepare to meet thy God, O Israel. And so, men and women lost, they are not prepared. Millions, yeah, billions. The, the, the thing is that COVID-19 is with us. But thank God, he has never left us. He has never left us, nor forsake us. Amen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, that is that, that is message. It's a short message. Prepare to meet your God. God's people prepare. And say, prepare to meet God. Mm-hmm. We know there are a couple of passages that just flood to my mind. 
and a couple of stories. I think about even the story with Esther, you know, and uh, her life. A book that never mentioned anything about God, and yet you see the hand of God through it all. So um, my, 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 my challenge to, um, to anyone who is listening, especially God's people, is to just um, trust God. He knows what he's doing. First of all, turn to God in this time of crisis. Trust God in this crisis. And he will turn things out for his glory, for our good, and for even the gospel's sake too. So that's just a simple message. Focus on him. Trust God, even though you don't understand how he's going to work things out for you personally. And just keep on doing what you know you ought to be doing. Amen. Thank you so much, pastors. Thank you for, for coming and sharing your hearts. May God continue to give you wisdom and strength in these challenging times as you serve him faithfully. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, thank you so much. And I just pray that um, all God's people will try to see his hand through all this. It certainly has been my privilege and pleasure to uh, spend this time sharing with you and with the listeners. And we just pray that God's continued blessing um, as we continue to serve him. And uh, just pray that we will be instruments in his hands to continue to fulfill his purpose. Thank you very much. God bless you. And God bless Caribbean with the lighthouse. And God bless his church. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening in on our conversation. We trust that it was beneficial to you as you continue to develop a more meaningful life. Do you have a topic or a guest you would like us to have a conversation with for a future episode on Lighthouse Conversations? We would love to hear your suggestions. Send us a mail at Caribbean Radio Lighthouse, P.O. Box 1057, St. John's, Antigua, or Lighthouse, B-I-M-I, at gmail.com or give us a call at area code 268-462-1454 or send us a message via WhatsApp or text at area code 268-782-1454. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can hear Lighthouse Conversations Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. on the Caribbean Radio Lighthouse. If you're in Antigua, you can listen at 92.3 MHz FM. If you're in the Caribbean, you can listen at 1160 kHz AM or listen online at www.radiolighthouse.org from anywhere in the world. Or you can subscribe to this podcast. Looking forward to having you join us next time. Bye-bye.